Welcome to the Pros on Fire podcast, a show for event pros hosted by two renowned DJs. Listen as industry leaders share their stories, wins, and losses to help fuel your fire. Here are your hosts, Troy Adams and Rasis Batsuli. Welcome to the Pros on Fire podcast. I go by the name of Rossi's Batsuli, and we have another great episode. And you know, I got my partner in crime, my brother from another mother. We have Troy Adams on this podcast with me. Troy, what's up, man? What's going on? I've been called a lot of things, but that's the one. <laughs> that's the name that my mom gave me, so we'll go with that. That with there with, with there it is, ladies and gentlemen. We have an exciting show. Another great episode ready for y'all. We have. Our friend, our colleague, celebrity planner. She's all over the world with what she does. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Aisha Thomas with Woo! Aisha Thomas Events. Cyberclap there. You can I love hear me. It. Love you it. know, how are you doing, my friend? What is going on? I am doing great, doing great. I am so honored and humbled to be here. With also two of my favorite DJs and friends. Cut it out. Yes. 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 Troy's blushing right now, ladies and gentlemen. I wish you could could see this. But, oh, man, we're so excited to have you on the show. This is going to be a fantastic episode. Before we even share the topic and what we're going to be talking about, please share a little bit about what you do, who you are, what you've done, all that great stuff. Yes, great. My name, as I was already so elegantly introduced, is Aisha Thomas of Aisha Thomas Events. I am based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. I am um, an event producer in terms of being able to handle all facets of an event and kind of manage um, all of the vendors and aspects as you would equate to um, a movie set director. So that's kind of like the role that I play. Um, with events. Um, I produce corporate um, events as well as social, philanthropic, nonprofit events, and social events and weddings. And my niche is um, destination. Yeah. So she mentioned destination weddings. And and to segue and what our topic is going to be about, we're going to be talking about destination weddings 101, everything you need to know as an event pro. Yes. So if this is something that you've been considering or even thought it was a cool cool thing or you're you're looking for uh to expand in that in that sector um aisha has a lot of experience in that uh in that arena um but just wanted to kind of talk through the one-on-ones and i'll and i'll kick off the show with um so aisha what's the true definition of a destination wedding i've seen clients call things destination weddings that didn't fit what I thought it was. So I just kind of, we just kind of want the clear definition. Definition. What is a destination wedding? Well, a destination wedding is um, coined by terms um, based off the distance it is from that couple's um, home. So okay. about 50, depending on where you look, if you were to like look it up, some would say 50 miles, some would say 100, 101 miles, but it's the wedding that takes place um, away from where you know you currently reside so it doesn't necessarily have to be on a beach or on an island or somewhere fun like that where you know Mm -hmm. some think oh um, you know that's what a destination wedding is but if you're not at home it's it's destination you can be (laughs) uh it can also be domestic nice i'm glad i'm glad that you said that because uh i know for a while i used to think destination meant beach sand island 
uh, Mexico, somewhere not in the United States. So you're saying that if I have my wedding in L.A., that's technically a destination wedding. Yes, it is it? technically correct. It's technically considered a destination wedding. Yeah, I'm with you. My my head immediately goes to Caribbean. Yes. Uh, instead of then, when we flip it around, we think about where where we are in the Carolinas. You know, there are a lot of people planning destination weddings here to Asheville and Charleston yes. and yes. um the opposite way. Correct. Yes. The um we're gonna go to Florida. And yeah. now some are considering even, you know, Charlotte could essentially, you know, some for some, you know, be considered a destination as well. Yeah. So Aisha, you know, every, everyone hears destination wedding. And I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, glamour sur- surrounding it. And we all think I want to do that. What do event pros have to consider before doing a destination wedding? Yes, there are so many um, things to consider, you know, before doing a destination wedding um, and just, a, you know, highlight, you know, just a few and we may end up going further in terms of that conversation. But one is your net, your network in terms of, um, you know, if are you familiar with the, the location where the event is going to take place? Um, do you have relationships with any of the uh, professionals in that market where you're wanting um, to host that um, event. And and I say that to be able to lead into where some, you know, automatically want to pack up like every single, you know, part of that event team to take them to that location. And mm. oftentimes, you know, to be favored, I guess you could say in that get, um, is it to, to gain a relationship with professionals in that area? Because at the same time, you want to play some part of benefit in the economy um, where or have some kind of, you know, economic value um, bring it to that market. So you want to hire some people who are from that area. So it's easier when it comes, if you have some last minute, um, it's not arrive, or you need some additional help with this part, at least you have someone who's from that area, who's very, very knowledgeable um, of that area or, you know, there and it make it a little, your job a little bit easier. Um, if you are able to like lean on those people and establish relationships on those people that live um, in that market as well. Um, if you're going out of the country, one big thing to consider, one is travel, two is, you know, all of the logistical things you're going to need to be able to produce that event in that market and making sure you have what you need to be able to be successful and um, that you are also um, coining things. I always tell people when it comes to going through customs and if you have any work visas or work permits or anything like that that you have to consider. Um, when you're going outside of the market and making sure when it comes to taxes and insurance and these things like that, that you're taking all that stuff into consideration. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot. Wow. Yeah. It's not even, I used to think it was cool when you see the photographers and they're in, uh, they're in Brazil taking pictures here and there and you're like, wow, like they're all over the world, but you, I guess you don't think of the back end work that goes into just being legit. Goodness yes. gracious. Yeah, and then especially when it comes to their equipment, it's like, you know, getting, you know, if you have, you know, flying, flying your equipment, you know, protection of that equipment, you know, having extra things. If you are in a remote area, you know, making sure you have enough of your emergency, I guess you could say, supplies available because you may not be able to like quickly go by Walmart or somewhere like that to get, pick up something you might need really quick. So you have to think about, you know, these kind of things like that. And then, you know, yeah. security, you know, because those some of those things are expensive. And then as a DJ, you're like, okay, I got to make sure when it comes to, you know, sound or, 
you know, getting additional things there. You can't just, may not necessarily have to be able to pack up every single thing with you like you would if you're at home, you know, being able to work with, I think, quote unquote, borrowed equipment, you know, making yes. sure that you're successful um, right. with, you know, because you want to, at the end of the day, look good and you want to make sure there's no hiccups and it's a smooth event. It says it would be if you were at home. Yeah. I, th- I yeah. think that was my my biggest headache with the wedding that I have uh, coming up in the future that is in Mexico was I didn't want to, well, gear and then mm-hmm. trying to work with people that don't speak English in mm-hmm. order to rent out the gear in Mexico and not yeah. knowing how far the main venue is from these places. And it was just easier to just rent it from the guy that the hotel or whatever works with because mm-hmm. he's going to be there on site. But if that wasn't the case, I'm going to be honest. I was even using apps that I don't really use a lot, like WhatsApp to communicate with some of these other companies yes. to get equipment and stuff like that. And then understanding what type of speakers and, and all that stuff and that, and that it became kind of stressful um, yeah. with the language yeah. barrier. Um, yeah. Oh, WhatsApp yeah. is like the go-to um, communication when it comes to international. Like that is the first thing. Like you definitely have to have WhatsApp, you know, mm-hmm. on your device, and then even making sure you have a plan that will work, you know, where you are, because not all the, the major carriers um, work in every single, you know, network in terms of being able to jump off of a U.S cell circuit to whatever area that you're in and just making mm-hmm. sure that carrier is going to operate where you are and that, you know, Wi-Fi might be, you know, speaking of if you're on a resort, you have Wi-Fi in certain areas, but you may not have it uh, in other areas. So just making mm-hmm. sure that, you know, you have technology that you might also um, need as well. And then especially when it comes to resorts, you know, not all um, suppliers are able to like be brought on. So you just have to make sure that you're able to to work and be successful there and and how it's going to, how you're going to manage that. (laughs) Yeah. I think that goes back to what you were saying as far as relationships. Uh, I mean, we've got one coming up in the Bahamas and same thing, like trying to get your, you can't get all your gig there. You've got to connect with people locally and are they reputable is the equipment you're going to get is going to work what's the differences in communication and language and terminology and slang and and you name it um that yeah and then vice versa i have the people reaching out to us that are coming here you know to the carolinas for destination weddings other djs being like Mm -hmm. can i use equipment and so it comes all the way back to to building those relationships yeah um i should so where would you say someone should start? Where should somebody position themselves and begin if they want to attract destination weddings? I would say um, in terms of, you know, like anything else, you know, research, um, like take different, you know, classes or try to, you know, educate yourself on all these different areas as much as possible. Or if you have someone that you could shadow or work with, um, or talk to that can give you some insight. If, you know, maybe you know, if it, it is your first one, and just being realistic with yourself and and knowing it, you know, whether or not it's something that you can handle. And you know, there's been learning curve even with you know myself. I know I've had along the way that it just I just took it into arsenal like you would as a regular you know typical event at home as a true professional when something 
you know, happens, you're like, okay, now I need to consider this or now I need to consider it at that. Now I need to change this into my contract or, you know, now I need to explain this to my client because when individuals come to me or that, I do qualify them as the term coin using travel. I qualify them just to see whether or not they can manage having um, a destination event because it's not like it would be if they were at home as well. And some of the planning process is different. So I just want to, you know, I like to make sure that personality wise that the couple and even like guests are from who they're inviting to, you know, typically would be able to, to manage that to know whether or not we'll be a good fit and that um, they wouldn't be just bringing on unnecessary stress to themselves. So I, you know, thinking that this is something that's great. Wow. Wow. So, so, and just piggybacking off of the question that uh, Troy asked, what costs and I'll ask this too, for what costs should you think about when you're putting yourself out there for destination and should prices for destination weddings be more than what you charge domestically? Like, what are your thoughts there? I think one hard thing I learned was about the meals, which I would have never thought of domestically. But you tell me, like, what are some costs that you don't think about with doing a wedding domestically and how should you price yourself uh, with destinations? Um, with you have to think about time, you know, even when it comes to doing something domestic um, or, you know, regardless of where it is, you have to think about time and you have to think about travel as well in terms of, okay, um, am I going to have to do site inspections? You know, how many of them am I going to need to do um, in terms of, you know, how early I'm going to need to arrive? Um, is it typically a weekend or during the week where you would probably be able to take more than one event, but you cannot because now, you know, you're somewhere else. Right. Um, and so you've kind of like now only been able to, to, from a scale perspective, you know, manage one event where if you were here, you probably could have had a back-to-back weekend or sure. something like that, you know, or, or back-to-back week even. So, um, but you're spending, you know, you're traveling, you're preparing. So I would definitely take cost and perspective and not necessarily um, cheat yourself to say, Hey, mm. I want to go visit this place. So yeah. someone would be like, I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to charge for the work, you know, just pay me to get there kind of a mm. thing, but you're spending a lot of work and you're kind of, you know, cheating yourself, you know, as well. So just think about, is that something that that's worth it? Cause those pretty pictures are not going to pay the, the mortgage Ooh. or the, the life yeah. bill. So, you know, it might get you another one, but then, you know, thinking about what you learned and, and was it worth it and how much time you spent, um, you know, and it's not for, they're not for everyone. So, um, take all that in consideration, um, shipping, um, is it even possible if it is something, you know, depending on where it is, because it's not, you know, necessarily have you identified a broker, like just different things to know what, how much more your cost is going to be. Um, in that other area versus, you know, if you were at home and take that into consideration and, and not cheat yourself. Do you bring a team with you when you go to the mountains or the other side of the country or just somewhere like the, does the client cover that or do you scale down when you go destination? How do you come at that? It can be either one. Um, I, I do bring support and then um, depending, and then depending on what it looks like, I, use support in that in that market as well um just because you know it can save you know hotel rooms or different things like that but if it's something that's from a setup perspective 
that's something that you can source, you know, in that market. But if it's where it's more um, knowledge based, being familiar with the client, you know, things like that, then I'm definitely going to bring um, someone with me. And it's all again, it's just like uh, it's based on guest count as well. So oftentimes I'm able uh-huh. to not have as many because sometimes they can be smaller um, events. They could be. What's uh, Aisha? What's what's one thing that that you know now that you wish you had known or implemented when you first started doing destination events and wed- weddings and events? Oh, um, one of the things that I wish I had known before, and, and it is still, I guess it's time. You can still say learning from, from a time perspective because it was a matter of, and not being afraid because um, we also manage travel in-house. So it was a matter of, uh, you know, losing clients because they're like, well, I can go to XYZ travel agent and they're not going to charge me to do this event. But like, uh, we're different, you know, yeah, um, yeah. we we're managing travel for yourself and all your guests. But at the same time, we're also planning logistics with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one thing I learned was just not to be afraid and to know, know, know what my worth was. And that uh, was the other thing. And then now one thing that I do more of than before is um, I actually like network and do a lot of training with those tourism boards in those different areas. Hmm. And so to, to get relationships with them as well. Oh, mm-hmm. The tourism. Well, I never even thought about that as far as an avenue. Wow. Wow. That, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So I, Cause the tourism board, uh, oh, I mean, you cut you off with the tourism no, no, board, you, you know, when it comes to, to knowledge or help or things, you know, versus just sitting on a computer hitting Google, you know, yeah. they know the reputable, you know, individuals that can be able to, to give you some good information in terms of, you know, what you might need as far as sourcing and things like that. So yeah. they're, they are literally your best friend and they're there to promote that destination. And so it's like best to, to leverage that. Yeah. Well, at the end of every show, we end the show with, um me and troy just kind of sharing some takeaways we took from the show and i will say automatically like this has been awesome uh for me and it looks like me and troy both have some um our our companies have some you know weddings that are outside the country i know one takeaway i took was that destination weddings are work even though it looks pretty online and you see that you know event pro or, or vendor posting that picture by that palm tree or the in the mountains or whatever like it looks nice but it it's it looks like there's a, a lot of time invested and it is work it is not just prettiness um but it looks like you know there's some things on the back end you gotta you gotta do in order to make sure you know yourself is your, your, your things are straight and and what's that uh, yeah yes yeah, what's that yeah. is, is golden and Google Translate. Google Translate. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. There we go. Yeah, I Google think Translate. I think I think my biggest takeaway is the the rem, the reminder the importance of of relationships and connections and you know wait, one big thing I know all of us believe in in community over competition like you've got to have those relationships. You've got to know other other planners and other places and other DJs and other places. And you've got to have that community. Um, 
to pull, like you said, Hey, sometimes you're pulling the people you trust with you. Sometimes you're going with people there locally. It's that, uh, that importance of relationships and community and, and your network. And that circling back to what Rosice just said too, that takes work to build that yeah. trust. So yeah. that would be my yeah. biggest takeaway. Yeah. What would, yeah. what would you summarize if everyone, Aisha, if everyone uh, blanked out and was like, oh my gosh, that was a, so much information. Aisha, what's your one takeaway? If it, it, you dropped a lot of knowledge on us, there's a lot of great information. So if, if everyone's like, oh my gosh, I just got to remember and start, find a place to start one thing. What's that one thing you would say, okay, remember this. Uh, I would say it would be um, education and knowledge. So if you do want to do destination, maybe pick one location and become very knowledgeable on that one location um, first. And then you can kind of take that information and then use it to expand as you build um, and grow in different you know, locations, but maybe become familiar with one location first and, and educate yourself on your ins and outs so that you feel comfortable going to that next destination that is awesome i, yeah, I never cool. even uh, yeah i never even thought about looking at it uh that way do, do you feel the same as far as like I, there was this one planner back in the day her thing was wineries like it was that was her thing that's what she was no matter where it's at do you feel like you can also do like types? Like you may be the person that specializes in mountains or when you say area, like I specialize in, I don't know, weddings in Florida. Are you meaning like that or specific? No, it could be, it could be specific in terms of like, that is a nice one, you know, like winery. Cause you know, she's using the same, you could say mindset or tactical approach, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, for different wineries. But then if it came to, locations you know it's a matter of you know okay like you would here you know anywhere outdoor if it's outdoor you know if it's a castle um if it's on an island you know different areas like that or then after that it may be language you know instead of you know different because cultures are different and please take culture into consideration and not you know be offensive you know to others when you are you know mm -hmm. visiting other places because if you have some areas of the caribbean there's yeah. that soon come you know relaxation demeanor so you you're not going to be able to you don't want to they're not going to want to feel rushed you're not to say mm -hmm. that everything's going to be late but you know use that um and be respectful well you know how we are in the events industry like come on you gotta move sometimes we <laughs> you know we're running <laughs> like something doesn't work like you see planners running or so I guess, you know, you may come across a culture that, you know, you know, I guess yeah. you got to find that right balance, right? Exactly. And that's, I mean, hey, that's the West versus even in the U.S. geographically. So yeah, just, true. you know, just be respectful. Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, I should thank you for thank you for joining us. Thank you for dropping all this knowledge on not just our listeners, but us, too. Like, yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> It was. It was so much fun. Thank you all so much for you know even considering it and having me on. It's been fun. Yeah, I, I where, appreciate it. Where can people find you, Aisha? Where can they find you on you know, social media or somebody wants to to pick your brain for more information? Yeah. Where can they do that? Um, I pick my brain with the wallet. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes. She pl she playing, but she's not. Playing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, <go> ahead. <laughs> 
you know, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because it was others to help, you know, pave the way yeah. for me as, as well. But no, uh, social media, um, personally, um, Aisha Thomas, A-I-S-H-A-T-H-O-M-A-S, um, Instagram, Facebook, company-wise, Aisha Thomas Events, um, also across all channels. I try to keep it pretty um, consistent. Mm, awesome. awesome. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, it was great to have you. And uh, thank you for hopping on the show, y'all. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Great being here. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Pros on Fire podcast with Troy and Rossis. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and visit prosonfire.com for more information.